and we are live. Welcome to the Tripod, where we are going to break down the Super Bowl in a special extravaganza preview edition. I am Winnie, joined by, as we go clockwise around the room, Nettie from Nettie Given Sunday, the one and only Padonis, and The Undertaker. We're also going to have some cameos that join us along the way. We've got the massive Super Bowl next week, next week, seven days' time, Eagles Chiefs in Arizona. And just straight off the bat, Philly's a one-and-a-half-point favourite with a total at 50-and-a-half. Tonight, obviously, we'll tell you who we think is going to win, talk about what bets we might play on the total, MVP, player props, game props. There's a jersey giveaway mixed in this. We've got a special trial segment. There are going to be some odds available to you, the listener and the viewer, who we appreciate, who are going to get be able to get at some odds that are only available to people watching this live. So have your top of your account ready. That's a, that's a heads up. Um, I'll let you guys kind of say g'day as I throw to you. I'm going to start with you, Padonis. You've been on fire with mixed matchups. Let's talk about the two teams I mentioned in the Super Bowl and how they got there. I want you to start talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, um, just anything you kind of noticed in them, watching them this season, obviously their strengths, their weaknesses, how legit are they? And I'm throwing to you partly because you did tip in the group, the Eagles, to have the number one seed in the NFC, which cashed at $4 and sent a bookie just about uh, broke. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, we've had a good year so far on the mixed matchups and also our individual best bets. If you've been uh, following those, tune along. We've hit 60%. So far, 45 and 30, which is a great achievement. Not um, easy to do in, in NFL, but I did tip out the Eagles early this season um, to win the NFC, not the championship. It was just the regular season. And I know that some people um, accidentally took the championship as a mistake because there was two markets there from, from Moneyball. That was was the bookie recently. They they no longer exist. But they um, yeah paid out both ways because all those people who took um, the Eagles to win the NFC title. They obviously did last week against the 49ers. And my opinion of the Eagles is that I liked it because of their draw, but seeing how they performed throughout the season, they have had some of their own ups and downs. Um, we think back just towards the end of the, of the regular season, we, we know how important Hurts was when they dropped two games in a row without him at the back end there. Um, they've proven themselves to be um, the number one rushing team in the NFL in terms of efficiency. Um, they're good on both sides of of the ball, and um, there's no surprise that both teams ending up here in the Super Bowl were the two number one seeds in each respective conferences and um, respective of their own draws because they've both been the most consistent teams. And, yeah, and they get the home game um, in the NFC title match and the AFC title match to get there. And when you do finish with the top seed, you also get a buy in the first week of the playoffs. And that is one theme that these sides are pretty fresh, particularly Philadelphia really haven't been challenged much at all, which can be a challenge to try and determine just how good they are. So I throw to you, Nettie, I'd like to hear kind of your thoughts. How legit is this team? Because a lot of people are going to talk about how easy their path has been to get here. Well, that's it. I think they were rated. I think it was between them and the Giants as one of the easiest um, strength of schedules at the start of the season. We sort of spoke about that, but... Like, the MVP of that whole organization has got to be Howie Roseman. Like, you look at the way he's constructed that team. Like, it's always been about the trenches for Philadelphia. That offensive line is loaded. Defensive line loaded. They go and get A.J. Brown. Um, Jalen Hurts sort of shocked the world the way that he came in as well. But they just weren't done. Like, they went out and got bargain bin players. Like, James Bradbury, who's quietly been one of the best cornerbacks um, in the NFL for a while. But you don't hear about him because the... He just doesn't speak. And I know just because he used to play at Carolina, he had the task of masking up against Julio Jones, Mike Evans, Michael Thomas, you know, 
twice each time he had to um, play against them. So they went and got him. He's been outstanding. Slay's been outstanding. Hassan Ruddock's been outstanding. So it is tough to sort of gauge them on this um, schedule, of course, but just the way that that whole roster is constructed, man. Like, it doesn't matter who they're going to come up against. Like, I think they give everyone a hard time. And give you credit as well, Nettie, because you did pick the Eagles to win the NFC East. That was close to $3 at the start of the season. Padonis had the number one seed. I also tipped Eagles to win that division in our season preview, as did The Undertaker, and he shared it in the group as well. So we were kind of all on the Eagles. So, Maddie, I throw to you, and I'm going to throw a question at you, Maddie. Um, Because when we talk about how good a team is, you know, people, if they want to pick apart the Eagles, will say, well, who have they beaten or where are their impressive wins in there? What's their best win of the season? Is it beating Dallas? when Dallas had Cooper Rush. Um, and I'm interested in your opinion on that. But what's more impressive to you? Is it more impressive to beat a top five side in the NFL, another contender, and you beat them by a field goal somewhere? Or is it more impressive to beat average sides by 14 or the way that they beat uh, you know, the Giants a couple of weeks ago in the playoffs by 28 and it wasn't even close? Like, How good do you think the Philadelphia Eagles are, Undertaker? I was actually going to make the point, and that's, that's a really hard one to gauge for me. Um, yeah, that you can only beat who you got in front of you, but they're just kicking the shit out of these teams. They're not winning by 10 points. They're winning by 30. So uh, they've also been, like, historically good in the first half as well. Like, they could be one of the, the best modern-day modern, modern day first-half teams we've seen. And um, I just wanted to make the point on Philadelphia. It, it can go both ways, the argument they've had such a soft schedule, because... On the other hand, maybe maybe they were going to put in dominant performances against the best teams, and they didn't get a chance to show it. So maybe they were just that, that they were this good, didn't get a chance to prove how good they were, and they might have done so. So it's not a reason to back the Chiefs just because you know, oh look, they haven't beaten anyone great. Um, we, we just don't know the answer. So it's it's more about your opinion game versus anything else because we just don't know. I think I can hear birds chirping in the background. That could be an omen. Okay. Maddie, while you're hot, uh, full disclosure, you are a massive Chiefs fan, but I'll let you talk about the Chiefs first as well. Kind of what did you learn or what did you see from them in 2022? As a fan, I'm really proud of it. Like this was meant to be the year we fell back. You know, the Chargers were going to win the division. We had some, you know, experts saying, oh, the Chiefs are going to miss the playoffs entirely. So to lose Tyreek Hill and to be better on offense than they were the year before, uh, that's just all credit to Mahomes, to Andy Reid, to Travis Kelsey. Um, hell of an effort. You know, the Bills, the Bengals, they're no jokes in the in the division. There's nothing between those two teams, those three teams. So um, just a really, yeah, really great effort from the Chiefs. They, they don't have a real true number one wide receiver. When Juju's your number one, I'm going to say you don't really have a number one. So, yeah, just a huge effort from the Chiefs. They've got their haters as always, but, hey, they're going to hate. And you're talking about they don't have a very stacked wide receiving core, although, of course, Kelsey is the number one pass catcher on the team. But that's even going to be more um, under the spotlight with all the injuries. So, Padonis, when I ask you what you make of the Chiefs, can you also talk about how concerned should we be and what are you looking at? Like, where do you think the, the most key injuries are that people should be monitoring for Kansas City? Yeah, well, to Maddie's point there, um, the Chiefs haven't had – um, a standout receiver all season and they've managed to get through and survive without that top tier talent and I think that does highlight the value of Mahomes and Reed because they're such a clever combo. Um, when I look at the injuries to the Chiefs, I think the biggest one um, that we have to monitor is uh, where is his name? I wrote down it, um, it is to Legereus Sneed that's who I think is the most critical player there. Um, that is a concussion for him so with a two week window to um, to get back healthy and recover, uh, monitor that one, but that should be okay. But if Juju Smith doesn't play, then I, I, I then I still feel strongly enough that they'll be able to 
find the right plays with two weeks to game plan and they'll be able to get other people involved. Um, so it's more about the the defensive side that I'll be monitoring. And Snead is their number one cornerback, Nettie. And of course, you mentioned there's many of the wide receivers for Casey are under an injury cloud. As I understand it, McCole Hardman is basically mm. ruled out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Tony as well. He did his ankle or a knee in the uh, AFC mm-hmm. title game. Ankle, yeah. So a few of these guys, they might go. They might not be 100%. It's a classic case of cluster injuries. Uh, I want to hear your opinion on that as well, Nettie, as well as like how impressed were you by Kansas City this year? How good are they compared to other iterations? I'm interested in your opinion. How does this team stack up against the team that did win it in uh, in 2020 and, and came up short in the 2021 Super Bowl as well? It's sort of hard. Like, I mean, you your first opinion when you look back at those those years, you're like, oh, they were better because they were just attacking deep and they just looked like so much more pizzazz every time that they had the ball. But the one thing that a lot of the veterans always say is that the young guys, they need to learn to take what the defense gives them. And that tilts both ways. And I think you're seeing Pat Mahomes do that a lot more now. Like, he's always not looking for the home run ball. Um, you can't go too much the other way. And I guess that's where you sort of get the Aaron Rodgers sometimes. Like, you think against him against the Niners um, last year in the playoffs where it's just like, he took what the defense gave him the whole time, but then it's just like you need to be aggressive. So I think Pat sort of hit that nice balance, and I think that's sort of what you see more of a, a veteran-type thing doing. So I think that's why there's that change in him at the moment. All the, the rest of the receivers, they're all going to play. Like, they're just going to – they sat them out for that first week. Like, that's stock standard for anyone that's sort of been nicked up. And it doesn't matter who you come up against, every fucking team, whatever. They're just like, guard Kelsey, guard Kelsey. He's just going to throw to Kelsey anytime the game's on the line whatsoever. So – it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to sort of see how they attack, but they've come up against plenty of big oppositions, um, opposition all season long without those studs on the outside, and they still do well, except for the big games. And my opinion with KC, I think they were the, they were better in 2020 when they did win it because they had Tyreek Hill, for one. I think that was massive. Um, obviously, they had yes. their reasons for letting him go, but having him in combination with Kelsey. And in 2020, the defense was quietly really stout. 2021... That's hard. They're probably better than they were two years ago because the O-line was a mess. Um, and Pat Holmes actually went into that Super Bowl with turf toe as well, which did hamper his movement, just as obviously we've got to talk about the concern with his ankle as we do talk about the matchups next. Uh, the, in 2023, what have they got going for him? I mean, Mahomes is older. He's more experienced. Um, how good's their defense? I guess that's the question we'll answer next because I want to talk about uh, how successful we think the Philly offense is going to be against them. So maybe I'll throw it straight back to yourself, Nettie, and talk to me about uh, the the Kansas City defense. Like, how, how good are they in the context of the league? Can they slow down this Philly offense um, with all the – and are there any injuries concerns? Because nobody has mentioned the fact that, Jay, uh, that uh, Jalen Hurts potentially is not 100% either. Well, that's actually one of the main things that I've actually targeted on a lot of my player props. I don't think he's actually that good. Uh, not like good as in healthy. But one that actually is sort of slipping under the radar a lot is Landon Dickinson. So he's the starting left guard for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they brought in Andre Dillard to replace him. So he had a hyperextension in his elbow. He was the number two graded pass blocking guard on the season. So he got nicked up. Where does Chris Jones line up? He lines up over the guard on majority of plays. So I think that's a massive one for them. Um, and it's just it's it, they're they're just a strange unit in as a whole. Like we've spoken about this every other week that my fucking dog's gone off. Sorry. 
um, that they are a pass-heavy team, but it sort of gets skewed because towards the back end of the um, game, they like to run a hell of a lot, so it doesn't. It looks a little bit more lopsided like that. I think that's what they're going to want to do in this game. I don't think they're going to want to pass that much. I think they're going to try and play a lot of bully ball, push them, attack through the trenches in that way, and just sort of grind this out a lot. Because if Hertz's arm isn't good, they're going to try and hide that. Or if he starts getting jitters and starts overthrowing, like we saw um, how he missed AJ Brown on that one in the conference championship game, I think they're going to protect him a little bit. And I think they're going to attack on the ground more so. I don't think they want to get in that shootout with um, KC. But I can definitely foresee this getting very fucking wild towards the end with how aggressive both these teams are. I'm going to put you on the spot, Nettie. How many yes. points is Philly going to score in the Super Bowl? They are going to score... Let me think. I'm going to say 26. Okay, 26. I think that's, that is probably right around the over-under. I should look up exactly what that is. But um, I will find out from you shortly whether you think KC will score more or less than that. But I'll throw to you for the same zero. question. <laughs> 26 <laughs> nil, you reckon, Nettie. That would probably be Scorigami if that came up. Uh, Padonis, Philly offense against the Kansas City defense. How good is our Kansas City defensively in your mind? And how, how elite is the Philly offense um and are you worried about the hurts shoulder and what implications would that have for your betting yeah the hurts um injury it is a concern but he does have extra um prep as well with that two weeks to get it right so he's going to look better than he has in the previous two weeks and um against the 49ers his throwing was a bit erratic so they did let him run more but the game script obviously helped him a lot but with, with regard to, to the Chiefs on the defensive side, um, I was one of those ones earlier on um, in the season that I did favour the defence and I thought that, that they were better um, than the market did because there's a common perception out there in the public that the Chiefs have a shit defence and they're very easy to score on. Um, but I don't think that, that that is the case. They're ranked number eight rushing um, and they've more than held up in coverage. And you look at some of the coverages that Spagnolo runs and... He does offer some some unique blitzes and disguised packages, so it is hard to defend against, and they can get stops at, at the right times, and you only have to look the last two games. They did hold Jacksonville and the Bengals underneath their respective team totals, which isn't easy to do against two high-flying teams. Um, so I do think that the Chiefs can slow down the Eagles, um, and the Eagles um, are a great side in their own right, and they did probably outperform the market the last two weeks, so you do have to consider that if you are looking at the Eagles. Um, because, yeah, they're, they're definitely the public side. Because if you asked me right before the playoffs started that if Chiefs play the Eagles in the um, in the Super Bowl, I would definitely not be having the Eagles as a favourite. But um, here we are. And that's a reason because of um, the prior performances and the cluster injuries that you spoke about. Yeah, I think above all, the, the injury to Pat Mahomes. And we'll talk about the Kansas City offence next. But i got the same question for you, Padonis, on the spot. How many points do Philly score in this game? 24. Okay, 24. Nettie says 26. Maddie, I will ask you that question as well, but also your thoughts on this matchup and what's the key to winning it in terms of Philly offense? I've kind of got a kind of staggered answer for that question. I think if it's a neutral or positive game script for Philly, that that offense is elite and it's a wagon. It's just so hard to stop. But uh, I just want to pose a question to you, boys. When Philly's been behind and having to pass to get a lead or to win a game, how many times have we seen it? Because I think the answer is zero. Going back to that Tampa playoff game last year where Hertz was behind a lot and couldn't get anything going, they've been behind twice this season. 
Uh, once was against Washington when they were home, home at Philly playing the Commanders. They were behind all game. Hertz had about 170 yards passing, didn't look very good, could get nothing going in the air. The other was against the Colts where they were down. They needed a touchdown in the fourth quarter to win and they got it. And Hertz didn't complete a pass. So Is that the same um, Colts that you guys lost to? Just ask. That's the one. That's the one, Nettie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like we, I'm not saying that Hertz can't do it and he can't be a good passer. My only point is we haven't seen it yet. And if he does it, it's going to be the first time I've ever seen it. So it's, it's a genuine question. I think it's a team with no weaknesses, no apparent weaknesses, but that's definitely a question mark. And what Nettie said with the injury, I don't think he's uh, 100% either hurt. So everyone's talking about Mahomes, but I think there's real question marks on Hurts as well. You make a great point there, Nettie. So the Colts did beat the Chiefs earlier in the season and only lost by one point to the Eagles. So does that mean in some ways the Colts may have actually been the best team in the NFL? <laughs> and I, I pose that question because I gave out my custom multi 11 to 1, picked six different teams, uh, outcomes, make the playoffs, miss the playoffs, and only lost by one leg. And that was the Colts to make the playoffs. And maybe we were robbed because that team was an absolute train wreck. But you knew the writing was on the wall when they had a tie to start the season against the Texans. I digress. Undertaker, how many points will the Philadelphia offense score? Three less than the Chiefs, 24. <laughs> okay, so we're right in that range. So that gives people some sort of guide. Um, Padonis and Undertaker both say 24, Nettie 26. I was thinking about 26 as well. But, of course, like the amount of points the team scored is so predicated on, um, you know, on a key third down in the red zone. And and t I think both these teams are going to have their share of success, but it just comes down to winning on third down in the red zone and turning a seven into a three and stifling some drives. And Kansas City's D probably doesn't get the wraps, but if they can do that and win on some key plays there, as they kind of did just enough against the Cincinnati Bengals, that's probably the key for them. But obviously they're going to need to put up points and we can all agree that the Philadelphia D is elite. Does anyone want to put their hand up first to talk about the matchup between the Chiefs offense and the Philly defense? No one looks to be chomping at the bit. There you go, Nettie, take it away. How does this one play out? So the number one thing that everyone sort of knows is the way to attack Philadelphia is to run at them, right? You just want to run. But I don't think the Chiefs really want to do that. Okay, are you really going to go into the biggest game of the season and take the ball out of Pat Mahomes' hands like he is the great equalizer? We know this. The offense talent-wise, is better on Philadelphia. The defense is better than Kansas City through Philadelphia. It's just loaded. But they've got Kelsey, they've got Mahomes, and they've got Reed, and that's all they fucking need. That's, that's the honest answer. I don't think they're going to run, but there is another strength for Kansas City is that they attack at the fifth highest rate between 0 and 10 yards, and that is actually a massive weakness of Philadelphia. They are the... Ninth best, no, sorry. They had the best 10-plus yards down the field at defending that. They're actually extremely weak, 0-10. to 10. That's Kelsey's range. That's Kansas City's range. Get the ball out quick. Dink and dunk down the field. That's how they're going to be successful. And yeah, how many points are KC going to score, Nettie, before we 20. throw to Padonis? 20. 20 for Kansas City. All right, I think some people doing maths might be able to figure out which team you like in the Super Bowl, but we're going to ask that question next. <laughs> but honest, the matchup. Uh, and talk about Mahomes' ankle. You've obviously yeah, seen yeah. him play now with the bad ankle in the championship game and two weeks on top of that uh, to prepare. But is it still a concern to you? It is a concern. Um, typically, um, looking through past uh, prior injuries, running backs are ruled out between two to three weeks with this injury. Not saying that he he's a running back because um, obviously uh, he's – Good in those critical downs, been able to run when the play splits up through the pocket, but that might be a concern. He still is going to be hampered, but 
similar to Hertz. He should be a lot better than what he was two weeks ago, the last time we saw him. Um, similar point to Ned. The Eagles like, like to play zone, so the best way for Mahomes and the Chiefs to move the ball is to get it out quick, find a bunch of different receivers and just take whatever the defense gives you to what Nettie said earlier. Um, and to that point, um, for the, all those people potentially looking at like an Isaiah Pacheco rushing to, um, total prop, I'd personally look towards an under because we've seen the Chiefs and they did it against the Bengals. Um, when they're going to pass the ball, um, Isaiah McKinnon's a better um Pass, pass protector, so they use him a lot more than what they do Pacheco, so um, he might get limited to carries and touches if they do decide to pass the ball more, so um, I'll look towards a Pacheco under for all those people that might look at him. Well, we'll get to player props, but I will also ask you, how many points are the Chiefs going to put up? 23. 23. Noted. Undertaker, how do you think your boys are going to do against this Eagles defense that flies around all over the show? Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be hard work. It's a really really good defense, so I think it is an elite defense. At the same time, it might be overrated a little bit just from strength uh, strength of schedule. When they have played some pretty good offenses, I mean, Detroit put thirty five on them, Dallas put nearly forty on them. Um, so like they can be scored on. It is a very good defense, though. But I think I agree with Nettie. Definitely going to be a Travis Kelsey game. They're probably going to double team him, but he's kind of un, un, un he's matchup proof, really, isn't he? Um, the, the the Philly secondary there, they are they are very quick and very good, but they're not very big. And Travis Kelsey's just a big, big human. So I think he's going to get success no matter what. But um uh look, I, no matter what the game state, the Chiefs are always going to be in it. Uh I, I have them scoring 27 points, winning by a field goal. And now we're gonna talk about who your guys' picks are. You've kind of given it away if you've given the score mm -hmm. of each side, but I did put you on the spot. But why don't we give the honor of sharing their pick? For the Super Bowl, their official pick um, to the one and only Barn Dog because he has a tip. So this will be the first play, first tip people can follow along on this uh, pod, um, and it's going to feed into a team that he thinks is going to dominate. I wonder if anyone can guess who he's going to side with. Um, so Barney's best bet for the bowl. I am taking Jalen Hurts two or thirty Super Bowl MVP over on Bet three six five. This award. Um, Traditionally, does go to the quarterbacks. Uh, it doesn't always. We did have Cooper Cup win it last year, but again, he was coming off such an incredible season at receiver. Um, but I just think the narrative here is really strong with this one. We've got Jalen Hurts, who was going to win the league MVP uh, up until he got injured, did his AC joint in his shoulder with uh, three weeks to go. So that's that's robbed him of uh, that nod there. But he will get it in this big game. Um, I just see. Looking at these teams and the position groups across the field, the Eagles have the advantage in every single group, with the exception, of course, of tight end with uh, big Travis Kelsey, the unicorn on the other side. But across the park, this team is just so strong. Um, they can win it in like four or five different ways, and they just attack teams through their weaknesses where they're having success. So really love the Eagles in this spot. I don't even think even the Zebras can hand this one to Kiss City like they did against the Bengals. So, um, yep, for me, Jalen Hurts. So and the spam blocker just had to block all these comments coming through from Undertaker. Maddie just kept on commenting a cap emoji. So, Maddie, do you want <laughs> to respond to that? The yin and yang, um, your, your kindred spirit, Barney, there, he thinks that the Eagles have the edge almost everywhere across the park. You've said just now you're picking a Chiefs 
edge and we trust that you're not just being biased. So do you want to justify that? And does that tell, tell people how you'd play that then? Would you be looking head to head? Would you take the Chiefs plus the one and a half? What's your favourite bet just on the side? Oh, you've led me into something I was going to go with later anyway. And I think if if you want to bet the Chiefs, like if you like them, don't bet them head to head. Just bet Mahomes $2.30 for MVP. I just think he's winning it like 95 plus percent of the time if the Chiefs win. He's going to have to beat his absolute best to beat this team. And if he is and if they win, I just can't really see it going to anyone else apart from Travis Kelsey. But if he has a big game, it means Mahomes has had a big game as well. But um, yeah, no surprises that Barney didn't even give a matchup edge to quarterback for the Chiefs. That's come to be expected. <laughs> Everyone's entitled to their You noticed that, did you? <laughs> yeah. It, no matter who they play every week, the other team's got the better quarterback. We all know that. <laughs> Ned, they better not come to Carolina. <laughs> uh, you have said, if we like add up the scores, 26-20 range to the Eagles. You're wearing an Eagles jersey. Uh, so is that is that your best bet? You'd lay the one and a half or a minus one you might get on top of you at the moment? Uh, yes, yes, I would. I'm siding with the Eagles on this one. I, I will just jump in something because uh, you said about the um, about the zebras. So I do have something here to sort of line the stomachs of the Kansas City um, supporters. So in the Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid era, Kyle Sheffers, who is officiating the Super Bowl, right? Um, in the five-year span that Pat and Andy Reid have been together, they averaged 6.3 penalties per game for 57 yards. In the 10 games officiated by Kyle Sheffers during that time, the Chiefs' average has increased to 8.3 penalties per game for 77.5 yards. And in this season, the Chiefs averaged 4.9 penalties per game for 48.5 yards. In the two games officiated by Kyle Sheffers, that average rose to 7.5 for 87 yards. I've already yeah. given you ammo, mate. There you go. You can start using it. <laughs> and we better let Padonis says, I'm going to let there be light in my room. So I'll walk away from the computer, but not before I tee you up, Padonis. You've gone 24-23. So the line is right around one. So then in that case, you see the line is where it should be. What are your thoughts on um, on betting the side, if at all? Yeah, uh, for me, I sort of feel like the line is pretty much spot on. It's very hard to find um, long-term value in, in these markets because they are so tight. My advice would be, if you're looking towards the Chief, stay away from the money line and take the plus two and a half available. You can get it um, up on Dabble, $1.85. It's down to around one and a half on some shops. And the reason that is because the bookies don't want to be in a scenario where they're laying juice on the money line and they're also um, laying um, uh, plus two and a half and they can get middled. So the money line price is a bit skewed. So if you do like the Eagles, look for the head-to-head because ordinarily for a one and a half line, you might get like a dollar. 70 but it's it's a lot higher here i think i've seen up to a dollar 79 on some places if you do like the eagles take the head-to-head because you're getting more value that way because the bookies don't want to get caught and what you find in in the super bowl as well is that a lot of these public betters look towards the chief and they don't look towards the, the plus two and a half they just go straight towards the money line at two dollars ten so that's why that's dropped a little bit uh, but i think the line is fair and i think the games are going to be tight it's just going to come down to what you said before jacob what side gets the field goals and what side gets touchdowns when they do make their trips to the end zone. So ultimately, I think the Eagles will get the win, um, hold the Chiefs to enough field goal attempts in lieu of touchdowns, and I think it's going to be a pretty tight game either way and um, a low-scoring game, and that's why I've got 24-23. We'll talk about scoring next as well, as Maddie's pointing out a comment that's coming through. And sorry, I probably don't get to read as many comments as I should, but if you're watching, you get to read them for yourself and have a giggle. And Maddie's uh, grinning like a Cheshire cat reading that one. 
And obviously, Podonis, we both just talked about there about the red zone, red zone defense. So, you know, is it, a, is it seven points you end your drive with or three? But some of these drives are going to end with zero points because teams are going to be aggressive on fourth downs. And then it becomes, it's not a four-point play of holding a team to a field goal. It's a seven-point play of a team going for a fourth down, you know, near the goal line. And you're either going to come up with a big stop or it's going to be um, getting in for a tutty. So those, those go a long way because I think we all agree it's going to be a super tight matchup and not much might split the sides. And for me, that is also how I see it. Um, I think of this Philly team quite a lot like the 2020 49ers who the Chiefs did meet on that occasion. And although the Chiefs won that Super Bowl by 11 points, they were down by 10 in the fourth quarter and easily could have lost it. And during the fourth quarter of that Super Bowl, I remember thinking, man, Kansas City, as talented as they are, they just can't match the physicality of this Niners team. And I wonder if that will happen again in a week's time with Philly. But if anything, Philly's got a better quarterback than that 49ers iteration that was QB'd by Garoppolo. So um, that's the way I see it. Therefore, I think it's going to be tight. And, um, if, if, if Casey wins, put it this way, Casey wins with the greatness of Mahomes, Kelsey has to go off, Andy Reid has to, has to have the game of his life coaching, and maybe Jalen Hurts isn't 100%. But if Philly wins, I think it's pretty easy to envision just they're going to dominate on both lines of scrimmage. They're going to ground and pound. That wide receiver duo is one of the best combos in the league. Like I think... Devonta Smith is super elusive, and AJ Brown is a, is a physical beast as well. And you got Hertz that can extend plays, run for first downs. They'll get the time of possession. I had wrote, written down twenty six plus points for the Eagles. Is might might be what it takes to win. So kind of right in that range with you guys. So if I have to pick the winner, if you're making me pick, not with strong conviction, but I I actually would go the Eagles. Um, I think they've got a defense that I know can stifle Mahomes. I'm less convinced that KC can stop. Philly, uh, but again, it, it could be that close, and that's why we can't wait to watch it. I've got a really interesting stat to throw to you guys. Opponents of the San Francisco 49ers were 0-16 the week after playing San Fran. So does that apply to Philly? But it's not exactly the week after, but it is the next game. So I guess you can uh, boil that or you can spin that one either way. But how about that? Everybody gets up for San Fran. But again, does that not apply because San Fran was down to their fifth string QB? Nettie, you look like that, you might that, have an opinion on that one. That that was there was a very similar thing a couple of years ago when the Legion of Boom were together. That the exact same thing happened with Seattle. Every time Seattle would play someone, and whether it was because they were awesome at the time or whether it just because they just belted the absolute piss out of whoever they were playing. Right. Physically, same thing. The very following week, teams would just get rolled. So the 14-day, you know, turnaround, maybe that negates that. And to be honest, Philly didn't have to work very hard for the win last week, and we all saw the circumstances there. Mm. But as Maddie said before, you only beat what's in front of you. They still are absolutely dominated. You can't really take anything away from how Philadelphia played. Just for me, I was really interested to see how Hertz looked, but because he wasn't really challenged, he never really had to get out of his comfort zone. It was hard to tell, whereas Mahomes was pushed to the wire, so we saw exactly what he was capable of. And we all probably had to be fairly impressed. Now, this next one, let's go pretty quick. Only if you kind of got any strong thoughts on the total, which Padonis, you might have. You did say before with your your combined prediction score, 24-23. I mean, that's a good field goal below the actual 50-50 total on this game, which is 50 and a half. So would you bet it? Uh, I wouldn't bet the 50 and a half. Um, the play that I found that I would bet would be the under 51 on top sport. I think... That's such a key number in the NFL, given the way that um, the permutations line up. Um, I definitely feel uh, that the total's a little bit high. I think 
Last week, when you look at what the Chiefs Bengals total was, it was at 47 and a half. It closed at 48 on some places, but they've up the total by two to three points here. I'm assuming that's because Mahomes' health might be a bit better. But um, when you factor in that the Eagles are a better defensive side than what the Bengals are and tight game, neutral venue, um, uh, if the Eagles do want to look towards running the ball, especially late on, like a few of the guys have said before in the second half, they do lean on the run. Jalen Hurts, you can't be confident on him either. So I think all in all, I think I would lean under. I wouldn't play it um, at 50, but at 51, I'll see some side value. And if we can get some value in this type of matchup, then, yeah, we take all the half a point edge we can get. I will actually answer a question that came through from Jeremy. Would you play? Would you wait closer to kickoff if you like the Eagles? And I, my advice would be yes. And someone else in the comments Justin said the same. I have a feeling that the Chiefs head-to-head price might just creep in. I've heard other pods talking about if you want to tease the game, which is more of an American concept, and I don't know what you tease it with because it's only game of the weekend, but, you know, you get the plus six on top of the spread. Well, take Casey Wilder at one and a half because that could be creeping in. Nettie and Undertaker, any thoughts on the total or do we want to move to these uh, special player bets, Chad? Under. You'd play the under, Nettie. You want to add to that? Nope. Nope. Undertaker, <laughs> you, Undertaker your predicted score would exactly. actually land right on the number, basically. Yeah, so no no lean on that one. Okay, let's get some market intel. We may hear about the total, but more likely the, the movement of the head-to-head um, and also these, these special odds that are going to be available. And they're not special. They're regular odds that are available, but they're only going to be available for sure during the duration of this pod. I'm going to pull my phone out and... Just confirm that that's the case right now. But while I do that, let's have a listen to the show sponsor, Tristan from Toppy, talking about uh, market insights for the Super Bowl and where the action has been. G'day everyone, Tristan from Top Spot here. This time next week, we'll know the winner of the Super Bowl, um, which is a very, very tight betting contest. Presently, the Philly Eagles slight favourites, one point favourites at the time of recording this. Um, It's been a fascinating betting contest. So when... um, when Philadelphia got through to the Super Bowl and we were still waiting the outcome of the Kansas Bengals game, uh, Philadelphia actually $2.05, $2.10. Um, I sort of felt that was around about right. I thought that uh, whoever won that game would probably emerge favourites in the Super Bowl in the Chiefs-Bengals game, but how wrong was I? They got in very, very short as soon as the game hit full time. Uh, they got Philadelphia got back from mid $1.80s into as low of a uh, low of a dollar 74 and the line actually got out to two and a half. Uh, we have seen a pushback for Kansas now that it looks like Mahomes is is running reasonably freely. Obviously that's going to be uh, something to monitor over the course of the, the rest of the week, but you would assume that he is going to be okay. Um, the totals have gone from 49 and a half up to 51 and back down to 50 and a half now just in the last day or so. So that's been moving around a little bit. So a lot of speculation. Uh, it's going to be a very ferocious betting contest. I sort of expect maybe there might be a late push for Kansas as we get closer to the game starting. Uh, just from a futures perspective, we're in a pretty ordinary position on Buffalo and Dallas. So uh, both of these sides coming through have left us in a decent spot in the futures. So no massive difference there. We're actually going to have very, very big results if uh, either Cincinnati or San Fran got through to the next phase, but wasn't to be. Um, the guys are actually going to be doing a little uh, uh, special in conjunction with us where I've put forward three players uh, in the anytime touchdown scorer market where we're going to I just have some some higher odds um, in in the in, in the hour that this show's on. Um, I've selected Miles Sanders, AJ Brown, and Devonta Smith 
um, you know, from my perspective, we're happy to take on all three of those. So we'll see what the, the, the boys come up with and, and who they're willing to, to be with. Uh, the theory behind that, from my perspective, is I, I think probably at the moment the Chiefs represent a little bit of value. I'm, I'm sort of willing to oppose the Philadelphia options. I just get the feeling that um, well, we have laid Hurts quite significantly and then we've also laid Goddard as well. So we're looking to balance things out a little bit with those three players in the middle. So we'll see how we go, see which ones the boys lob on and uh, obviously enjoy the game when you're having a punt and uh, as always, gamble responsibly. Thanks, Tristan. So that's a unique opportunity that we're trialling. We may even try things like this throughout the NRL season ahead where Toppy's going to handpick markets where they don't actually mind opposing it so they're admitting it that they don't necessarily think these are great bets, but because of that, they're actually going to step out ahead of the whole rest of the marketplace or Betfair or anybody with the prices on some of these touchdown scorers for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, and you can actually find that now if you look in the Top Sport app and you look at anytime touchdown scorers, you won't find anybody offering better prices on Miles Sanders and also on AJ Brown. But are they a good bet? That's what I want to hear from you guys. Obviously, uh, Maddie just ran to grab his phone and make sure his Toppy account was funded. Nettie <laughs> is the one uh, wearing an Eagles jersey. And I know, uh, Nettie, were you looking at uh, an AJ Brown or which one of those tickles your fancy? I think you can get Sanders at 250 anytime TD scorer, which is pretty high uh, relative to some competitors, and Brown 260. What? And talk to me about, oh, let's just talk just touchdown scorers for now, Nettie. What, what do you like? Um, I just I just laid the bet right then and there. Um, and just a heads up to anyone, it's not under the player bet section. It is in where the game is. Um, I'm very high on Miles Sanders and absolutely everything. Do you want me to carry on, just lead straight into his player prop that I have as well, mate, or not? Yeah, give that to us as well. I might actually find the screenshot of that one. Okay, cool. So I've, I've, I released this one out. Um, it was I think it was the first player prop that I had. I took him over 55 and a half rush yards. Um, it was on points bet, and it's gone up to, I think, this one here that I'm, it's still putting out is around 59. Yep, cool. Some of these are up into the mid-60s at the moment. So this is actually the third lowest line of the year for Miles Sanders, uh, third time since week three that it has come in below 60, and that is giving way too much respect for the Chiefs' run D. They struggle with contact to runners very early on when they're when the run, when the fucking runners, when the guy with the ball's running into the fucking line. They struggle to get early contact on their Kansas City contact, the running back at or behind the line of scrimmage on just 37% of carries. And when you think about Miles Sanders, the last couple of weeks, what have you seen? He's come out. He's gone very hard out of the gate. They've got the game under control, so they set him on the sideline. So what does that tell you? One, he's either hurt, or two, they're trying to preserve him. He is not hurt. He is the bell cow back. I think we're going to see far less Boston Scott this week. I think we're going to see far less Kenneth Gainwell as well. I think it's going to be the Miles Sanders show. I think he's going to run right on the Kansas City Chiefs. Padonis, do you agree? And uh, who are you looking at if you were going to bet any anytime touchdown scorers? Um, yes, I do agree that all those three players are, represent value. And if you are liking those, take the top sport odds rather than shopping around because you are getting an inflated price. But generally, when I like to take an under um, for the game, and I did that at under 51, I don't like to look towards a touchdown scorer. So if I was looking towards that, I'd look towards some of the more value propositions, some of the outside guys, um, like maybe a McKinnon for the Chiefs, um, who will get some extra touches in the red zone. Um, or you can look towards one of those, those receivers like Vada Scantling, but um, not for me. And um, yeah, I'll just stick to my under. 
Well, you know what? You've given me a good reminder there that this is just regular prices in their anytime touchdowns. It's just that they're not going to necessarily sit them that generous for the whole week, but they're comfortable at the prices they're at. So much so, you can build these guys into same-game multis. So I've got, like you said, you like the under Badonis. So you might not think there's going to be a lot of touchdowns, but there's still going to be a few. And Miles Sanders, obviously the bell cow, um, the number one, RB1 for the Eagles. And if you were to take Sanders to score a touchdown, but under 50 and a half points, 590 on toppy. And that's before yep. even um, pressing any other button that might change that odds furthermore. So um, you can go, and obviously like quite a common um, same game multi is to take Miles Sanders into Eagles to win or whatever the case may be. Uh, and same for AJ Brown, or maybe even take the pair of them um, if you like those players. So we've got this opportunity through Toppy. They're admitting that they don't mind uh, going against those guys. So I'm not saying play it blindly, but I wanted to put it to you guys whether you think um, there is some value to be found for our followers. What do you think, Maddie, with regards to touchdown scorers? Obviously, you you lean to the Chiefs, but these are Eagles players. Yeah, well, the Chiefs, I still have uh, – sorry, the Eagles, I still have scoring three touchdowns, and I will back up Nettie's play. I'll give you some stats on the on the rush game for both teams, and that's uh, the Chiefs have played the easiest schedule of running backs on the season, and they're a dead average run defense. Now the Eagles are the number one rush offense in the league, so that is a total mismatch. So can only endorse Sanders to get 60-plus yards, and it's also why I like Sanders to score a touchdown at $2.50. I think he scored in at least half of his game, so to get that plus money, <clears throat> sorry, behind that, just best O line in the league. Uh, when they get down there close, it's either Hurts or it's Sanders. You, you fancy Sanders will track one in at some point. So at $2.50, when it's probably a coin flip, you just got to take that value all day long. Let's and how can you not bet that. on someone that has a visor as a running back as well? They just look badass. If you're not, <laughs> if you're not betting on someone who wears a visor, you're an idiot. Who's that, who's that a throwback to, Nettie? Was that like, um, I'm Marshall thinking of Danian Tomlinson? Or was it, was it Lynch? Marshawn used to have a visor as well, yeah. That is badass. Uh, Nettie, yeah, other yeah. player props. There's so many, but I want to hear about your favorite ones. Um, well, yeah, so the ones that I've released out to the group, of course, um, Miles Sanders over 55 and a half rush hours, like I said. And of course, anyone who's been following me the last couple of weeks, fucking Quez Watkins season, baby. We took him under one and a half receptions. We only snuck that one in for a dollar eighty on TAB. That is long gone. He was this close to um destroying us last week. I think we had him under 18 and a half yards. I think he just I think it was Ward knocked it away. Um, they went looking for him for a long bomb. I just find it very hard to believe that he's going to get two catches in this one. They're going to do more condensed stuff. They're going to do more heavy personnel. Other ones I really like, um, Dallas Goddard over four and a half receptions. I took that one. And I actually took Jalen Hurts under 242 pass yards as well. I do not believe the shoulder's right. Philadelphia's success is going to be through the ground. Padonis, any other player props you like the look of? Yeah, so I don't normally bet player props or those people that have been following me, but um, we are in the spirit of the Super Bowl. So I found one that I don't mind. Um, it goes against what some of the boys were thinking with the rushing. Um, but I do like Jalen Hurts over 31 and a half pass attempts. Uh, there's a difference. Don't take the completions. Um, personally, um, when a defense plays more man coverage as opposed to zone, I like to look towards the completions, oh, sorry, um, rather look towards the attempts rather than, than the completions um, because um, when a defense is playing zone, then you can pick up those chunk yardage, or those, sorry, those um, small to um, intermediate yardage uh, without many missed attempts. But when the coverage is tighter, there might be some more missed throws. 
um, especially when the shoulder isn't right. The market's sitting around 31 and a half, 32 and a half. I definitely think it can only go up from here, especially if the game's close. Philly are going to pass more um, than what they have in the past two weeks. And I looked back um, in the first halves um, throughout the back half of the year, um, and that's the sort of metric that I use because the second halves can be skewed depending on the game script. But in the first halves, Philly is 61% pass, 39% run on all their plays. So that they, they do pass the ball. There's a, there's a misconception out there that they're a running team, but I think that they're a passing t- team who be, who's become an efficient running team. There's a difference for me there. So over 31 and a half, that's on sports bet at $1.90. Um, you can shop around. I think there's a smaller bookie out there that might have a 30.5, but everywhere else it's at 32 and a half and they can only go that way, I think. And Undertaker, what, which other player props do you like the look of in this one? Oh, what else am I going with? I'm going with field goals, baby. So uh, just quickly. That's why, hang on. That's that's game props. We'll save that oh, okay. one. There's a difference. Okay. So you got? Do you, are there any other player matchups or players or player bets you want to talk about? Otherwise, sorry, you um go ahead with your tra- chain of thought. I've kind of made a bunch personally, but the lines have all moved, so let's all save time and move on to the next subject. And I had to do a wardrobe change because I couldn't look at Nettie any longer. Made me sick. <laughs> Okay, well, that's actually a brilliant segue with the jersey changes because we'll do the jersey giveaway next. And I am going to drop a surprise on you guys because you guys don't know how we're handling this. Toppy have been giving away jerseys all season long. We've got lots of happy followers. They've been winning them by commenting on your shows, Prop Me Up and Nitty Given Sunday. But guess what, guys? I thought as an extra token of thanks to the hard work, uh, for the hard work that these boys have put in, I'm going to allow these boys, my co-host tonight, the chance to win the final jersey that we give away for the Super Bowl. But I'm also going to allow anyone who's watching right now to win it as well. It's just going to give the best chance to these boys, which does mean slightly less chance that a follower will win, but you've had all season to have lots of chances to win. And I don't think any of the followers will mind because the followers appreciate you guys a lot, just like I do. Now, listen up, guys, and I'll explain how it's going to work. You're also going to get a little bit of insight because you're going to get these guys' favorite picks with the jersey on the line. I am going to ask who you think will score the first touchdown in the Super Bowl. That's it. And whoever gets it right wins the jersey. And I'm going to give the first pick in the draft to Nettie because he did his show every single week, um, did the most episodes of it uh, on his own. So, Nettie, who would you take? Jersey on the line, first touchdown in the Super Bowl. So Every week? Did you say every week I did an episode? No, yes. I, just, I just want to hear that again. <laughs> every every given Sunday. Um, all right. I might go with Quez Watkins. Just kidding. I will go with Miles Sanders. I'll take it. I'll back myself. Miles Sanders. If we didn't already mention, well, of course, we just did 250 on Toppy. That's for any time mm-hmm. try scorer, but Nettie's picking him for the first one. So, Podonis, you got the – oh, sorry. Sorry, Podonis. Matty, he, he did host the other show that was every single week. I was going to give him the second Every other week. Draft. So who do you who do you want, Maddie? First touchdown hey, scorer. Regular season every single week. So uh, I, I guess you kind of got to go someone that not many people are going to pick, right? So no, it's God. it's you want to pick the most likely. So what <laughs> <happens> whenever <laughs> Where's I'm Watkins? Here? Take Quez. <laughs> do I mean, you can use a different strategy if you want, Maddie. But I would have nah. thought like if, if you okay. get right, Bucca. you win. Let's let's not overthink <laughs> this. Let's not overthink it. Give me Travis Kelsey. Okay, Travis Kelsey, good pick. And then uh, Padonis to give you the next one. Yeah, Kelsey would have been my pick, but enjoy your Chiefs fan. Um, I'm going give me McKinnon. 
Oh. McKinnon, that's a bit out of the box. Okay, I was going to give the next pick to Barney. I don't know if he's watching live. He texted me and said he's playing tennis. Good on him. You know what? I'll pick for Barney. I know who he'll take. He'll take the guy nice. he picked for Super Bowl MVP. So we'll give Barney Hertz. We appreciate all the work that Barney did through the season, helping me with the giveaways, but he was also on um, on Prop Me Up with Maddie every single week until their unfortunate breakup. But, hey, breakups happen. These guys, they're going to be all right. They're going to be stronger for it. Um, guys, if you are watching right now, listen up. If you want a chance to win this jersey, comment right now who you want for first touchdown, and we're going to take it in chronological order. Whoever um, was the first to pick, as long as it doesn't overlap with one of the co-hosts. So we've already already vouched for is Sanders, Kelsey, McKinnon, and Hertz. So anyone outside of those four, if they don't score it, it's going to go to someone watching right now. And I can already see all the comments coming through. Siebes gets AJ Brown. Luke's got Pacheco. We've got Zane taking Watson. Justin White's taking Devonta Smith. Steven's taking MBS. Uh, Mahomes himself for Will, Will Brett. Daniel's taking Quez, so uh, and got got it coming through there as well. So, best of luck to everyone involved in that. And uh, every unique player, apart from you, can even take defense special teams for each side. Um, so obviously, the, the later you are to comment, you got to go a bit more obscure to get something original, just to give yourself a chance. Let's talk game props, Maddie. I already kind of stood on yours. You were going to talk about field goal length or number of field goals. Take it away. No, I'm going to go Harrison Butker to have the longest field goal uh, versus Jake Elliott. There's a few reasons for that. First, the Philadelphia defense is much, much, much better than the Chiefs, so more likely to get three and out than than the Chiefs are. Uh, Second reason is Andy Reid's considered an aggressive coach, but he's actually been quite cowardly to my disgust in a few of these uh, fourth-down situations, fourth and short. Uh, He's had a couple of really bad calls where he should have gone for it and didn't, uh, namely the one against the Bengals in the regular season. He didn't go for a fourth and five. Uh, Send out the field goal unit, missed it. We didn't get the ball back again and lost the game. So I think in the same situation, Nick Sirianni's far more likely to go for it. I think on like fourth and two, fourth and three on the opponents, you know, 30, 40, they're going to go for it like every time where I think Andy Reid's going to send out Butker. And the last part of it is Butker's just got a bigger leg. He actually broke the the field goal record at Arrowhead this season of uh, the length of the field goal kick. It was, I don't know, like 57, 58. And he did that into a win. So he's just got a crazy big leg. So for all those reasons, I like, uh, yeah, Butker to have the longest field goal versus Jake Elliott. It's not that enough that you guys have the strongest arm quarterback. You've got to have the biggest kicker as well. No. <laughs> versus <laughs> versus Elliot. Have you got any others to follow up that one with, Maddie, or should we go to Nettie for any game props? Um, I've got a game prop, but if that counts. That does count. We're talking about game okay. props. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go. I've got one on Ladbrokes. So we're getting plus money, uh, $2.10 on Ladbrokes, and that's uh, – either team to have an opening drive touchdown. And I don't know if you've ever heard the saying Andy Reid off a bye, but uh, his play calls at those first drives, he's, he's just been electric. Helps when you've got the best quarterback of all time as well. So they score a lot on their first uh, first drive play. So do Philadelphia. We've talked about how good they in first halves and first quarters in particular. So you just to need one of those guys to go in for seven on the opening drive when they've got two weeks to prepare for it. I like it a lot. Uh, plus money, I think it's much more closer to maybe a favourite for me. So that's my opinion. I'm going to go with that. Now, that does fly in the face of the narrative that Super Bowls are historically really slow scoring. Remember there was that stat that the Patriots, like they, they'd won five Super Bowls and had a total of zero points in all the 
first quarters, I suppose. That's the counter argument because the opposite you can bet is um, I've seen like for $1.90, you could take the opening drive ends in a punt. So I guess um, that's what it's all about back in your opinion, depending Coaching, on how, how you see it. We've had coaches in the past. We've got much more aggressive coaches in this matchup, I think. Yep, fair enough. And um, shouldn't be any fear from um, Andy Reid's perspective. He's been there a number of times now. Nettie, what game props have you got? I know at least you must be um, picking the colour of the Gatorade. Oh, we'll definitely be picking the Gatorade. Don't worry about that. I was just having a look as um, as you're saying that, Matty. So the Chiefs punted on both of their first drives in both of the Super Bowls they were in. So that's interesting as well. And yes, it was definitely the Patriots. They were like a surefire bet every single time that they just come out and they work slow and they just... What's the saying? You can't win the Super Bowl in the first quarter, but you can definitely lose it. I think they lived and died by that sort of stuff. But anyway. Yeah, so, one Super Bowl, I'm, they were down 28-3. So yes, I think Blanche, the anniversary of that watching. might have been... I think the anniversary of that might have been, I think, today because my phone was going nuts. <laughs> um, anyway, so I've sort of followed that narrative still. There's some there's some bets I just play every Super Bowl. You just put it out. I got highest scoring half second. Um, I, as well, like Matty, full degenerate, went a field goal market. So the one I released was 35 plus, but I've got this one here as well. I told Jake about it. So both teams to get a 35, 34 plus field goal. No, I'm bet 365. So Harrison Butker has made 33-plus yarder in 7 of 15 games. It's 47%. Elliott has made 33-plus in 6 of 18 games. That is 33%. And I think, I don't think, I know the Eagles pass up field goals at the highest rate of all teams this season. I think they're going to want to step on the throat of Mahomes. They're going to be aggressive. If any team gets down there, they're going to want to be aggressive. And because Eagles are probably going to be smashing the piss out of the Chiefs, I don't think Butker's going to have a field goal. What do you reckon, Padonis? Have you got any other game props or any other bets at all on the game that we uh, haven't discussed yet? Um, in true tripod spirit, I will help out the punters out there. I just saw a question come through earlier that since I like the under, is there anything that I'd give out at higher value or a, a little bit more juicy? So the one that just stood out to me, just had a quick look here, is on Bet365, race to 25 points, no one. And you get neither team, and that's three dollars forty on Bet three six five. And I had my score prediction at twenty four twenty three. Nettie and uh, Winnie both had um, theirs at twenty six, and that was the highest team total for the Eagles. So if it hovers around that, and their team total sits sitting around twenty five point five, I definitely like the three dollars forty to get neither team to beat that. Um, and then touching on um, the earlier point there. Um, from Matty, he likes both teams to score um, on their opening drives. Neither. Um, or neither. either. Just the first neither. the first drive. Yeah. Oh, it's either. Yeah, okay, fair yeah. enough. And if you haven't got those bookies, you can also look at um, a time of um, first touchdown because I think you can get up to nine, nine minutes versus seven minutes on some places. So you might get a two-minute window depending on where you shot, but definitely saw that. I think lads have got six minutes. Yeah, so that, that's like a good point, Padonis. If you could if you could bet there will be a touchdown, yes, in the first nine minutes, that's a better bet than opening drive to have a touchdown because I think it's quite unlikely it's, so. it's a nine-minute-plus drive, hmm. but it's more possible that, you know, the second or third drive, you know, there could be a quicker some quicker drives in there and you may still get a TD before it would be, um, you know, the, the six-minute mark of the first quarter. So... That, that's an interesting observation. Um, has anyone else got any bets that we haven't covered yet? Because we're kind of in the final segment of the show tonight, lads. Yeah, I've, I've got, got one. one. Yeah, I've, I've, I've skipped over this one. I forgot. 
Um, players to have a pass attempt over two and a half. And on top of this, oh, I posted it in the chat as well. So it's any non-quarterback to have a passing touchdown. This one's on points bet for $26. Dues. You cannot tell me that given the opportunity, the Philadelphia Eagles aren't going to try a Philly-Philly type thing. They are going to do something magical. They're going to do something tricky. If they're behind, if they're in front, if they are equal, they're going to do something outrageous. And the Kansas City Chiefs can as well, man. It's just it's just what teams do. As soon as you have weeks to prepare, everyone's got to get a little bit fucking wild, get a bit silly with it. Someone else is going to throw the ball in this game. My only concern is that usually when wide receivers get the ball, they're like, oh, they're told to pass. Sometimes they just shit the bed and they just get sacked. That's, that's my concern. But I think we'll see someone else throw the ball. I'm glad you bring that up because I'm going to make a prediction. I was thinking about this as well. And this is like, it's a bit out there, but if it happens, you can say you heard it from Winnie. I reckon the Chiefs will run a fake Philly special where they will run a play that immediately looks as if they're running the Philly special. Therefore, the defense is like, oh, we know exactly what this is. But then they Mm -hmm. won't throw it. So it'll be some sort of toss maybe to Kelsey and he's going to shape like he's going to throw, but he might just actually just put his head down and run it in. I could actually see like, the double bluffed fake Philly special because you know the Chiefs, they're you know, they're throwing laterals and stuff after a 20 yard yeah. completion and stuff. They're fearless and I love it. I'm here for it. So I can't wait. Maddie, your uh, last chance for you to throw any other bets out to the group. Obviously, it's not actually everyone's last chance. Stay tuned in the group because these boys might find more value over the course of the next seven days and they are always generous and sharing what they're on. But for tonight's show, Maddie, anything else to add? A final word um, about mean, your boys. I think if you like Philadelphia, just to back them at half and full time at two dollar sixty, I think I'd prefer that over just the dollar eighty that they head to head. Um, yeah, I, it's back on the Hertz thing what we spoke about already. And just a stat: uh, since December nineteen, in the passing game, Jalen Hurts has had two touchdown passes, three interceptions over four games. So if they fall behind, I don't really want to be on that side. So if they win, I do think it's going to be a start to finish, just run downhill behind that O line kind of deal. So I'd take the the big plus money over the head to head price. And how about this? I said to you guys, one hour max. And Nettie, he tried to he tried to belittle me and say we'll be go we'd go 90 minutes. The under 60 minutes is gonna cash. We're signing <laughs> out. This is the end of the Super Bowl preview. We hope you enjoyed it. Thank you, everyone who did tune in live, especially those who contributed their comments. And I'll be going back through those comments to see who's in the running to win this jersey. One of you may win it if one of the gentlemen joining me does not. But thank you guys uh, for joining me, not only efforts tonight, but the efforts throughout the whole season. Uh, you've really added to the NFL season a lot of value for a lot of people. And we do all appreciate it. So best of luck for your punting. Um, guys, if the tripod is back in 2023, I've kind of told people that in the last week or two. Some big things are coming. Still currently planning it out as we speak. So it's all going to be revealed in the next couple of weeks. Just worry about the Super Bowl for now. Uh, Good luck with any bets you're taking yourself. Enjoy the game. Boys, I hope you guys can put your feet up after this game because I know it's been a a big year um, and February is like the last quiet month for a while. But um, thank you to everyone who's tuned in and I hope you've enjoyed it. We hope that um, we've we've picked out a couple of winners for you and um, you're going to have a great time. So always gamble responsibly. Thanks to the boys that have joined me tonight. And say it with me, boys. Let it go.